0: Welcome, tribe, to In Them Thar Hills, discovering the gold and the people, places, and events of Lumpkin County. Broadcasting from Lumpkin County Schools out of the Office of Community Engagement, I'm your host, Jason Limley. For this first episode of our new podcast on discovering gold in the people, the places, and the events of the Dahlonega Lumpkin County community, I've invited an alumnus of our school system a graduate of the class of 2019, and impressively decorated with innumerable honors, and now a lifetime friend, Tyler Schott. And although there are plenty of reasons and examples as to why discovering Tyler is comparable to discovering gold, the reason Tyler is my first guest has nothing to do with any of those accomplishments. Well, not on the surface at least. This first episode, in fact, as it's been rolling around in my head for a while now, is being released on Saturday, September the 11th, 2021. And although it might seem like I don't have to vocalize or articulate the significance of this date, I think that I do. The common tagline for 9 11 has been two words for as long as I can remember never forget. And while those two words seemed appropriate in the years following that day in our nation's history, I'm left wondering how we take that idea, the idea of never forgetting something, and in this case, that something was horrific and devastating, and how we use it to inform, or even better, to improve our future. I'll dig into that idea a little more later in this episode, But I wanna give our guest today an opportunity to share with us why his name rose to the top of my list for this particular topic. Tyler, shot. What are we, 60, 70 miles apart
1: right now? Yeah, that sounds about right, down here in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, I'm here in my office in Dahlonega, and you're in Atlanta. Be, be a little bit more specific. Where
1: are you in Atlanta right now? I'm currently staring at Bobby Dodd Stadium, which is the stadium here at Georgia Tech. Uh, I'm a third-year student here at Georgia Tech and living right down in Midtown Atlanta. Awesome,
0: awesome. How are things going so far this year?
1: It's going well, certainly nice to be back in person, having classes, uh, catching up with old friends who haven't been on campus in the last year and just getting back to it.
0: Good, good. So when I asked you to take this phone call today and that I wouldn't tell you anything other than that I'm going to record it, did you have any idea as to what new project I might be working on?
1: I really don't have any idea, you know, You always have these great project ideas, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Well, it's
0: Thursday, September the 9th right now, Um, and I don't know about you and and your social media feeds, but I'm already seeing posts and news articles about what's coming up um, in two days, and it's a pretty significant date in our nation's history. So, Tyler, tell me, what is Saturday to you?
1: Well, for me, that is my 20th birthday. Uh, Exactly 20 years after what most people know as 9-11, the day the Twin Towers came down, for me is the day I was born. Although you're incredibly
0: intelligent and a quality of intelligence is oftentimes having an impressive memory, I'm going to venture to say that you do not remember uh, that day, or do you?
1: No, I do not. Certainly have heard many stories over the years, but I I think that would be pretty impressive if anyone could remember that far back. Might have to be on a podcast for a different reason for that.
0: Here we are uh, 20 years later, um, and as so many of us will do, we will spend time on Saturday recalling where we were, what we were doing, how we felt. Um, And every really minute detail of that morning of September 11th, 2001. Um, In school here in Lumpkin County, what do you remember each year when 9-11 would roll
1: around? Mostly uh, in the younger years, it seems like every adult was very mindful of it. Um, And certainly the older students were more mindful of it um, having moments of silence, um, kind of just feeling a different, uh, vibe in the air through elementary school and middle school. And I think when I was younger, I didn't understand it as much, uh, especially because to me it was a birthday, the day I was born. Um, and certainly as I got older, um, not only did I come into that understanding more, but I think all of my peers also, um, didn't really have memories of the day because we were all, uh, similar ages. Um, right. so it's kind of interesting to see, it seems like most of the adults kind of took more of, uh, their views and kind of told us what was going on with them and kind of helped us understand the true impact of that
0: day. Even though you don't remember that day, um, and you've heard many stories over the years, and I'm sure as you, as you mentioned, some of those stories are, are from your teachers or from people that you've interacted with or came in contact with through, through the school system. What about your parents? What are your, what are your parents, what have they told you about that day, um, the day that, that they welcomed their, their only child into the world, um, and also the day of the, the terrorist attacks on our
1: country? Yes, yeah, so certainly a crazy day for everyone. Um, I know they were at home the morning of, I was born at night. Um, so in the morning, my, my mom, I think kind of knew that I was coming that day. Um, but watching at home on the TVs, the planes to the twin towers, and then um, eventually rushing to the hospital. Thankfully we were in Atlanta. So pretty far removed from where things were actually happening. But I know the hospital was on lockdown and um, all the news channels were off in the hospital to not cause anyone else any stress and things like that. Um, Certainly not a normal hospital environment because no one knew what was going to happen next. So um, definitely a lot of emotions in the air. And I know my parents have said that um, they were trying to keep on top of the news, but also... um, make sure that moment of me being born was special for them Um, so kind of those two contrasting things like um what was going on in the nation but then trying to separate themselves from that um and try to enjoy what was going on for them personally um definitely a difficult difficult thing to balance yeah, definitely.
0: You know, and, and you might remember this a little bit more because you were, you know, young toddler. Um, or at least maybe you'll remember your parents talking about it in the in the days, weeks, and months following 9-11. And and from what I remember, um, even in in the the few years following 9-11, there was this kind of shift in in you know, attitude and perspective of, of, of everybody in America. So what do you remember or, or what have you heard about the, the atmosphere or the climate or the culture of America um, in those days,
1: months and and, and few years following, following 9-11? Yeah, so I think being so young, I didn't have anything to compare off of, but I guess my one way to extrapolate that is my own memories of telling strangers what my birthday is. I remember vividly being at the mall when I was like four or five years old and telling someone my birthday, just one of the cashiers or something like that. And when I said that I was born on 9-11-01, they just had this look of shock in their eyes and started saying how unfortunate that was and how they're sorry that I was born on that day. And I think that's when the true impact really hit me of how much it affects people um, and how much it, it is impactful on people's lives. And uh, not only the lives lost, but the, the thought that um, an attack like that could happen on American soil, um, seeing that five years later, it, it was still so impactful just to hear that someone was born on that day, really cemented the impact that it had uh, to me think in terms of a big impactful moment, um, seeing that people, I mean, even, even today I've told people within the last year when my birthday is, and just, they have this like shock and kind of like, wow, that's, that's a terrible, terrible day. And to be remembered for that long really shows the impact in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And what about like, obviously it's a, a devastating, uh, event and, a hold lots of of negative um feelings and and emotions and memories for people but you know do you remember or or did you hear about like anything positive that came out of out of or after what happened on nine eleven
1: I mean I always like to say that there was at least one good thing that came out of the day um, but beyond just <laughs> speaking about myself um I think we see yearly on that day um, everyone kind of coming together and unifying towards seeing what happened to our country. Um, I don't think there are many events in recent history that have really brought us together as Americans um, in full force. Uh, I mean, we've seen the divisiveness across the country in the last five years, Mm -hmm. but when something as meaningful and as... Um, terrifying as 9 11 happens. Um, it really brings out the best in our fellow citizens and kind of right. we're there to support each other. I mean, I saw a story of um, people helping each other on 9 11 just yesterday on my social media feed, um, really showing how in a situation like that, we really do care for each other. We really are more similar than we think, and yeah. people will help each other for sure.
0: Yeah, so I mean, you just mentioned it, and in the past five years, or you know, whatever, the the civil, the social unrest in America has kind of been the the center of conversation. Definitely, um, has had plenty of uh, extensive media coverage. Um, And as a well-rounded young adult now, Tyler, and I feel like I'm an authority who can paint you as such. Your high school years and the first couple years of college seem to be in pretty stark contrast to uh, to that America, that America, and in the months and and the couple years after 9/11 of 2001. So, what do you think? Um, Do you think that you know? What's the difference between then and and now, and and what's it going to take to get us back to to a time where um, you know we we do see the similarities in one another and there aren't so many differences that
1: that divide us as a
0: country um, what do you think
1: I really think it comes down to the fact that 9/11 was something that happened to us as a collective we were all shocked that 9/11 happened and no matter Where you were listening, who you were talking to, where you get your media from, whether it's a local newspaper or a national broadcast, you heard the same shock and stories of 9 11. I think these days, whether it's on a random Facebook site or a um, local news broadcast or a large broadcast or wherever the news comes from, there's so many new avenues that have come out and so many different spins on the story. Um, I mean, as you see with this podcast, anyone can create a podcast, anyone can create a YouTube video, anyone can create a social media post. Yeah. And what that can do is can divide us when we're only listening to that one avenue of media um, especially when it's a source that can't be trusted. Sometimes, I mean, I I'm on TikTok, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, um, and you see posts that are uh, entirely made up sometimes, and oh. then that gets repeated, and that gets repeated, and um, I think that can be really harmful. I mean, it's great that everyone has a voice, but it's also hard because we never know what is trustworthy. Um, yeah. And when we all are hearing different things, it's really hard to have similar opinions and even talk about something in a productive manner. Sometimes, because if I hear X Y Z and you hear A B C, we're just going to be talking about completely different things. Um, so I think it's really important to have to kind of broaden one's scope of. Not only what they're consuming, but who they're talking to, the conversations they're having. I know for me, um, growing up in Lumpkin County was really good for me, I think, um, because I got exposed to kind of rural, small town living, oh, but then right. coming to Atlanta and getting that Georgia Tech experience. I mean, all of my friends mostly grew up in bigger cities, um, so they have their viewpoints. I have my viewpoints, and having these discussions with people who have totally different backgrounds, totally different experiences has been really beneficial for me. And I hope beneficial for them too, because there are things yeah. that I've brought up from my own experiences and my own viewpoints where they kind of step back and they're like, okay, I see where you're coming from. That makes sense. Now um, what about this? And we have a, a productive conversation. Um, and I think really just immersing yourself with people who have different opinions, have different ideals. You don't necessarily have to agree with it, but just to kind of see where they're coming from has been extraordinarily helpful for me. Yeah.
0: You know that's something you know in the school system, and even in in recent days, in the last couple of weeks, we've had extensive conversations on. And you know this because you were part of the conversations on what we can do as a school system to prepare students for you know that that typical cliche you know motto or vision that that all school systems have to be productive and successful citizens. Um, but, but, to really think about that, what does that mean? if we've got students who who want to stay here in in Dahlonega, lumpkin county and um and that's great. You know, i'm I'm a product of this school system myself. i I grew up in in Dahlonega, lumpkin county, and and I um, have lived in in a larger city as if you consider Athens uh, when I was in college to be me living somewhere else, then, then sure, I've ticked off that um, that box, but but you know, I think the I think it's really important to to not just talk about uh, you know making sure we're preparing our students for for financial success and um, and all the other things that, that we've been focusing on in, in the past years to really get at that that mission and vision of them empowering and educating lifelong learners. But it's really that those critical critical thinking and the ability to have critical conversations. Like you just said, you know, what can we do as a school system and as educators to ensure and prepare students that when they leave us, they're able to have that those dialogues with people that they have different opinions and that they can have those those conversations and that dialogue with another person. And, and and it's an intelligent and productive conversation and it's not just um you know small minded or or closed minded and 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 they're not able to to hold their own and i don't want to say an argument per se but just a conversation um so you know you've got somebody like like tyler Schott who who is able to do that because of the experiences that you have had, not just in the school system, but experiences and um, that your parents provided for you, and and as a as a state officer for FBLA and the experiences that you um, you gained through through that organization. But you know, if, if is there something that that you believe? could be a game changer when it comes to really preparing students for for being able to to have those types of of conversations and that dialogue with with people that they you know are very different from.
1: Obviously the the best thing is having those conversations with people from different backgrounds from you and there are avenues to do that within the school system but beyond that one of the biggest things is having discussion-based type classes like an English class. I'm a math and sciences person. I'm a computer science major here at Georgia Tech. So I'm on a computer typing away all the time. Right. So it, it definitely pains me to say that English classes and like your social studies type classes are probably the best way to replicate some of these dialogues in the classroom yeah. um, Mostly because you're having those conversations. And if you can um, get yourself to listen to someone else's opinion who disagrees with you and then have a productive conversation, kind of figuring out why you disagree, um, what you're truly disagreeing on, what your different viewpoints are, that's really helpful, especially with a teacher there to structure it yeah
0: yeah all right and and I really appreciate you taking the time for me today Tyler Um, as always up here in Dahlonega I'm rooting for you I wish you well Um, and hey happy 20th birthday in a couple days too buddy thank you so much it was great
1: talking to you today thank you for having me on absolutely thank you Tyler
2: on the morning of September 11th I was in seventh grade in a math class and I thought it was a horrible accident. But by the end of that class, we knew it was no accident and I was scared. On September 11, 2001, I was working as a teller at Chesty State Bank in Dawsonville, Georgia and I'll never forget it and wondering um, what the families and were going to be going through, are the people that was on the plane. And then we got the word that we had to shut down the bank. It's a day I will never forget. On September 11th, 2001, I was teaching fourth grade at Long Branch Elementary when Dr. Franklin Johnson, our assistant principal, came to the door to deliver the news about the attacks on the World Trade Center in New York. He often came by my room to you know, share some information or check in, and I remember being stunned. Um, the only thing that I could compare it to was um, the Challenger explosion in 1986. I can remember exactly where I was when I heard that news. And also the um, aerial bombing that began the Gulf War in 1991. Those three events were stunning, and I can go back to the exact spot where I was when I learned of all three of those. On the morning of September 11, 2001, I was away from home in Macon, Georgia, at a training for work. As we learned of the attacks, we quickly dispersed to the lobby to watch the events unfold on the TV screen. In the midst of shock and disbelief, I found myself fearful of what was taking place in our country. I was teaching in a third grade classroom in Dawson County at Blacksmith Elementary when my principal came to um, my door and knocked on the door and asked to see me in the hallway. Um, When I stepped outside, she told me that our country appeared to be under attack from uh, terrorists, and my first reaction was, oh my goodness, our world is never the same. We're no longer safe. Um, That was a very sad day for us in our country, and that's something that I will keep with me forever. I'll never forget the morning of 9-11. Walking on campus,
1: I stopped into the student center, and everybody was glued to the TV. Just, We were just all in shock, trying to figure out what happened and watching the tragedy unfold.
2: I was a senior in high school and I was standing in the middle of the English hall of my high school and a teacher had turned on the television in her classroom and news was spreading and I was just completely confused. I was in sixth grade. I remember my homeroom teacher telling us about what had happened. Our school dismissed us early. My dad came and picked us up. We spent the rest of the day silently watching the news on TV. My dad had just gotten out of the Marine Corps and I just remember this sinking feeling of thinking that he was gonna have to re-up and go to war.
1: When 9-11 happened, I was a flight attendant for Delta Airlines. I remember feeling terrified and just lost. Um, I felt sadness
2: for the people that were on the flights because I could not imagine what they went through. On 9-11-2001, I was a college student in Houston, Texas and working at a dental office in downtown Houston. I was standing in the break room watching the news um, and I saw the second airplane hit the World Trade Center. I stood and I was shocked and in disbelief. I honestly thought I was watching a movie Um, it was one of the saddest days I can remember September 11th 2001 I just moved home from Australia with my eight-month-old daughter we walked into the den and I saw the second plane crash into the twin towers I couldn't believe what was happening it looked like something from a movie but it wasn't it was real I still can't explain my feelings my sorrow my sadness was teaching 8th grade at the time of September 11th attack and I was teaching in a single wide trailer when I found out the news from a former student and in the aftermath of that I feel like our brains couldn't process what we saw happen and I was scared at first. I was scared for mostly my students and their futures, but I was also very proud to be an American because I felt like the United States and our administration had the backs of those people that lost their lives that day.
0: I remember most about the months directly after 9-11 is how our country set aside our differences for a while and worked together to make America as strong as it could possibly be and support the people who needed it the most.
1: After
2: September 11, 2001, the United States flag took on a larger-than-life symbolism and brought unity to a grieving country. How America responded was phenomenal. You couldn't go anywhere without seeing um, an American flag hanging.
0: I remember the amount of American flags that showed up everywhere. All of a sudden, everyone showed passionate patriotism. We as a people tend to unify in times of crisis, which is something we need to remember and draw on today, 20 years later. I remember the months after 9-11, we didn't see each other as different. We saw each other as the same. We were united. We were together. Join me back and then There Hills on our next episode as we continue highlighting what makes Dahlonega and the Lumpkin County community rich. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out and share this episode with friends and family. Until next time, follow at Lumpkin County Schools on our social media platforms for current and engaging nuggets of information.